Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. This is where every day you and I... We get into God's Word. We have a little bit of coffee. Yep. Or tea. <laughs> and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2022, we'll make it all the way from the book of... Acts to Philemon. Acts to Philemon. Perfect. Hey, you know what I said that was wrong the other day? What? I said uh, people in Philippia. There's no Philippia. It's Philippi. I don't know if I was uh, getting messed up with uh, Philistia or what, but... Uh, oh, Philippian. Or Philippians, but it's Philippi. <laughs> yeah, so I was wrong. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> after I said it, I thought, what was I thinking? Well, anyways, why don't we have some coffee? We'll pray and we'll get into God's Word. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the blessing of getting to read your word. Father, we are so, so richly blessed to have your word in a language that we can understand. And Father, we need your Holy Spirit now. We confess to you, Lord, that we're too dull to understand this on our own. And so we need you. We need you, Lord, to enlighten our, our eyes, soften our hearts, open our ears, that we might hear and understand, and that you might teach us to live these words out. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're at Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 5. Get the coffee out of the way there so we don't knock it over. All right, let me just get there. I'm going to get all these pages turned. Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 5. And we'll read down to verse 18. That's right. Uh, so, Nathan, why don't you read 5 through 11? And I can read 12 through 17. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and becoming the likeness of man, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him, and given him the name which is above every name, that, uh, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, uh, of those in heaven and of earth, uh, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess the name that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. <coughs> Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, um, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. 
Well, we have three questions. What is this? Not bad. What's the best for us to summarize? Good. And what are we called to do? Called to do. Perfect. So there's really two sections. They tie together. All right, but five through eleven is one section. That's the part you read, and then I read twelve through seven or twelve through eighteen. Um, what do you think five through eleven was getting at? Um, five through eleven was getting at that Jesus humbled himself to the point of death, and because he was able to go to the cross and be humbled that much, that God gave him the name Jesus Christ. Yeah, he gave him a name that's above every other name, right? Uh, so, uh, so that's that's perfect, man. So he humbled himself, and through his humiliation, what did he gain? The name of above all other names. Yeah, the name above every other name, right? And and so some people will bow to Jesus and recognize his authority. No, everybody will. Everyone will. Yeah, will it be because they love him? No. What were you going to say? I, I cut you I off. remember when in the Bible, what, even the demons bow before him. Even the demons, when they unclean spirits, when they come before Jesus, fall on their faces and cry out, you are the son of God. Is it because they want to serve him? Nope. No, but they know who he is, don't they? They know how glorious he is and he can destroy them like that. Ding! That's right. So Jesus is glorious, but... So do you think when it says that Jesus emptied himself, do you think that that means that Jesus stopped be- being God when he became when he took on the flesh? No. No? No. There's a story I remember reading a guy named Brian Chapel. Can I tell you this illustration? Yep. And he he was saying uh there was this African missionary who came and they and he told a story about a boy who had fallen into the well. Right? And and nobody could get this boy out of the well. No matter what they did, they they couldn't get him out. And finally, the chief came. And the chief had on all his his uh, royal apparel, you know, all the headdressing and all the robes and everything mm-hmm. like that. But when he came, he had big, broad shoulders, and he was a strong, lean man. And he took off all of his royal apparel. They went down into the well. And he pulled that boy up and rescued him. Do you the king? Do you think the king stopped being the king no. when he took off his royal apparel? No. No. So just because Jesus humbled himself, did he somehow stop being God? No. No. Right. But this is showing the humiliation of Jesus. Right. This is the mind which should also be in us, which was in Christ Jesus, right? Who humbled himself. Right. So, what should the application there be for us? That we should humble ourselves and we'll be exalted. Yeah. Uh, you didn't you did you just memorize a verse with that? Uh I think. Humble yourself therefore under, under the, the mighty hand, hand of God. So that the proper time you may be exalted. No, so that he may exalt, exalt you. you. That's right. So humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that at the proper time he may exalt, exalt you. you. Right? So uh Jesus says the first will be last, but the last will be first. Yeah. Right, this is the way in which God flips the world on its head. It's not those who are going to conquer, but it's those who love the most. Right? Uh, yeah, so so that's a really great, and I, and I love uh, 
you know, therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above, that is, or uh, which is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Guess what I'm going to underline in my Bible? Um. Whether people like it or not, I'm going to do 9, 10, and 11. 9, 10, and 11. Yeah, 9, 10, 11. But yet, at the same time, you know, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So, uh, I think I was on line verse 15. Oh, you're going to go all the way down to verse 15. Well, you haven't even said what verse 15 is about yet. Let's do 15 through 18, right? So, so if Jesus humbled himself and was exalted, yep. therefore, my beloved, since that's true, what does he say? What's this part about? As you have always obeyed, not as my... My my present only, but now much more in the absence. In my absence. absence. Walk out your own salvation with fear and troubling. Okay, so I get it. I get it. Right. God starts our salvation, but we have to finish it. No. What just says right here. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Doesn't that mean we do our own salvation? No. So what is this talking about? It's talking about um, if if you want to not on it, but if it's a little confusing. You think so? You know what I think this is talking about? I think it's talking about our sanctification. Some people are so reformed, you know what they say? What? God does all the sanctifying. Kind of true. Kind of not. Right? Uh, No, we are participants with the Holy (laughs) Spirit. Right? So, in our lives, is it hard when you have a sin that you're trying to put to death? Mm -hmm. So, are you really putting that sin to death? Yes. Is it you or is it the Holy Spirit in you? It's the Holy Spirit in. Because the Holy Spirit can be doing the walk. If the Holy Spirit says, if I wanted to put us into death, God can help me have the motivation to stop doing that sin, to stop doing that sin, Mm -hmm. to try to put it away, to work on doing the opposite of that sin. Mm -hmm. But... If I'm, if I just say, no, I just don't want to do this, it's, they, they, you have to say, I want to do this, and Jesus has to help me do this. That's right, because uh, notice the order of this, right? <laughs> 5 through 11 comes before 12 through 18. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Is it because we're good enough that then we're able to earn our salvation? Nope. No, it's because Jesus was even died on the cross therefore if our king reigns and we bow to him guess what should happen in our lives we should be exalted well we should be exalted but that exalting looks like becoming more like jesus (laughs) right he's changing us 
but we really do have to work on it. So let's talk, take it out of theory and let's actually talk about a real person's sin, right? We're going to talk all about your sins. No, I'm just kidding. We'll talk about mine, right? With anger. Right? Uh, I've been working a lot on this sin in my heart, right? Um, and it's been very open to you and to mommy and to the other kids. The question is, who has to change my heart for that to start? Jesus. Jesus. Can I bear good fruit without Jesus? No. Can I do it on my own? No. Isn't there a verse saying, you are the vines, I am the branches? That's right. John chapter 15. Right. If you abide in me, you will bear good fruit. much good fruit. So I take off my anger and I put on love and patience. <laughs> right. What you were saying, put away the sin and put on the opposite. Right. So... Uh, that's working out your salvation with fear and trembling. And so this is what he's talking about in that verse. Good job, man. For it is God. Oh, man, we could have just saved all that and read the next verse. What's verse 13 say? For it is God who walks in you both to to will and to do for his good pleasure. Oh, man. See, see what happens? Never stop, stop reading at a semicolon. Uh-huh. It wasn't a period. Right, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Right? It's God doing this. Yep. Right? At the at the end of the day, it's because we are in yeah. we are in God. That's right. It is God who works in you. All right, so so he gives some different things that we should we should do, right? Because God is working in us, because God is in us. Um what are some of the things that we should stop doing? Um complaining. Disputing, complaining, and disputing—easy to do, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So easy. Yeah, we shouldn't. We shouldn't complain or dispute. Um, it's easy. hard, right? But this is where, if we humble ourselves and we keep our eyes on Christ, that should be something that stops. Uh, that you may become blameless, blameless and harmless, children of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Right? I think a lot of Christians. This is a comment on me too, because of how much we complain and fight with people, we don't actually shine as lights in the world, but we look just like everyone else. Yep. And so what what ought we to do in verse sixteen? Holding fast the world of life. Oh, not the world. The word of life. So that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have that I have not one vain or labored in vain. That's right. So, uh, so he says he wants them to keep running, yep. right? Keep keep up the the living as Christians. Right? Keep producing the fruits of the spirit. The spirit bearing good fruits in keeping with repentance. Did we talk about that a little bit yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we talked about the different types of soils. Yep. And so. Does God want us to stay stagnant Christians? Nope. No, what's he want us to do? Be Christians rooted in him. Yeah, be Christians rooted in Jesus, right? And if we're rooted in Jesus, what's going to happen? We're going to sprout forth and bear good fruit. That's right. Uh, Do you think it's an encouragement to your daddy as a pastor when I see you and your sister and your brother, your sisters and your brother uh, bear good fruit? Yes. Do you think it's encouraging to daddy when I see old people bear good fruit? Yes. Do you think it's encouraging to daddy when I see uh, mommies and daddies in the church bearing good fruit? Yep. Who's the ultimate shepherd of God's people? 
Jesus. Jesus. Do you think it brings Jesus glory? Mm-hmm. Do you think it brought Pastor Paul's heart glory? Yep. Yeah, it made him glory in the Lord, right? This is awesome, God. These people love you. They're still following you. Right? So this is what he's saying. Even when I'm in chains, if I'm seeing you're growing, it's all worth it. <laughs> what do you think is the best verse to underline in 12 through 17? Or 12 through 18? I already said it was 15. No, oh, you said it was 15. <laughs> I, I think I would actually underline 12 and 13. You think we should have them help us? Yeah. Nathan says 15. I say 12 and 13. What would you underline in your Bible as the best verse to summarize this? Well, let's talk about see calling, right? Uh, what are you going to do? Mom says, well, that's great. You read your Bible today with Daddy. What are you going to do about it today? Um, that I should put off disputing. Oh, put off disputing. So if you put off disputing, you got to put something on. What you would have you to put, put on? on um, gentleness. Gentleness. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Self control. Right. Yeah, maybe some peace. Ooh, patience. Patience and peace. Yeah, yeah. So you got to put on a whole bunch of fruits of the spirit to put off grumbling and disputing. Good. I was actually going to say the same thing. Yeah. Uh, look to Jesus. Stop fighting. <laughs> and that's that's for me. What about for you? Uh, have you continued to look to your humbled and exalted Savior? Who can you stop disputing with today? Are you given over to grumbling and complaining? Could you look to Christ, who had every reason to grumble and complain, and yet brought glory to his Father? Are we shining as lights to a dark world? Let's pray. You ready? Mm-hmm. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for Jesus Christ, our Savior, who humbled himself. God, we're amazed when we think about the fact that you would send your only begotten Son, full of glory and truth, to come to our earth, your earth, and save sinful people like us. God, please finish the work that you've started in us. Lord, please teach us to walk in your ways. Teach us to walk in the way of our Savior. Make us humble, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, may the Lord bless you today. May you walk in the joy and peace of Jesus Christ. And we'll see you next time. Can I say goodbye? Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural Southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.